0: Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. You can follow me, follow it on the screen. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I will always have more than enough. Most of you know it as the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Verse 2, he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace the waters of a resting place that's where the lord restores and revives my soul my mind my emotions the way i feel the way i think my will the way i make my decisions he restores he opens before me pathways plural to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Verse four, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness and life will bring you to some dark places. Amen. Fear will never conquer me. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your rod, and staff, they comfort me. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight me. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why should I fear the future? So why should I fear the future? Turn to somebody and say, why should you fear the future? Okay, that's a rhetorical question, don't answer that, okay? For your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. Your beauty and your love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life last week we spoke on the subject uh so who's your staff so who's your staff based on what david said yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i'll fear no evil because you're with me and your rod and staff comforts me this this psalms verse 23 is a transitional psalm and so often we read it by itself but don't really appreciate the joy of the context. Because in Psalm 22, the the psalmist is weeping because he feels that God has abandoned him. In fact, it is this psalm that David, not David, Jesus quotes on the cross when he says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And there's some of you right now, you feel like God has abandoned you like the psalmist did in 22. So he goes from God abandoning me to Psalm 23, I love this, where now God is with me. Though I'm in dark places, the darkest places of my life, God is with me. So he goes from God abandoning me to, verse, to chapter 23, God is with me, and then chapter 4, he goes into God fighting for me. Oh man, that's good news. He's, he, he hasn't abandoned you, he's with you, and he's fighting for you. Why? Because David says, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord. What? Strong and mighty, mighty in battle. We used to sing that song, the Lord our God. Is strong in anybody remember the Lord our God is mighty in battle the God father mountain wonderful marvelous mighty is our God come on who is the King of Glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty who is the He is the Lord. He is the Lord. We got to get back to singing that song. So what's going on here? What's going on here is that the writer is saying that if you're going to make it through dark places, you've got to have community. Community with the Father, but community meaning you need a staff with you. There is no rest without community there is no rest without your personal staff this is this is this is the year of rest for us this is the year that jesus says come to me and i will give you rest and we said that everybody needs a personal staff if you're going to make it through life successfully you must have a staff tell someone next to you you must have a staff you must have a staff and we said s stands for support. Who supports you? Who pours into you? Everybody needs a Jonathan in their lives, or a Johannathan. Jonathan means gift of the Lord, that God gives us friends who are gifts. And I shared with you uh, that that my prayer partner, God gave me a gift called Chris Nichols. And The funny thing about God is that he'll give you a gift in unexpected packages. We can't be further apart other than that we are males. For example, in case you didn't notice, he's white and I'm black. He's, He's from the West Coast, I'm from the East Coast. He's Presbyterian, I'm Pentecostal. And yet God has a way of giving you the gift of friendship. And I really believe it doesn't go simply with marriage, but I believe it goes with friends. What God has joined together. There's some friendships that God has joined together and don't let no man, don't let no argument, don't let getting all up in your feelings pull apart the gift that God has given you. We call it they, mm, we call it covenant relationships. And sadly, we walk in and out of friendships and relationships, and then we whine to God that we have no friends. And God said, "I gave you that friend, but you broke that friendship. You broke covenant." Mm. Staff, uh, God puts in people, puts people in our lives who will support us. God puts people in our lives who will teach us. Who? who disciples you who are you learning from are you with me who 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 is mentoring you everybody ought to have somebody who is pouring into them you're never too old the reason why ruth was able to be the one of only four females in Jesus Christ genealogy in chapter 1 of Matthew. The reason why, and and this is awesome, because in Deuteronomy 23 verse 3, there is a curse that's put on the people uh, that Ruth comes from, her nation. God says, I'm so mad, I'm so upset with the Moabs that I don't want them in my house for ten generations. And yet, God, somehow blesses this woman Ruth because she has a Naomi in her life. She, Ruth ends up the great-grandmother of David. You need somebody in your life, are you with me, somebody in your life who's going to bring into your life, Naomi's name means delightful renewal. God puts people in your life to renew your way of living. Then we said God puts in your life people who administrates are who administers to you. In other words, who who in your life helps you to think? Who in your life adds value to your life? There are people that I just want to be around because they help me to think about my life. Think about, uh, you, you you need some objective people in your life who will help you to think about your life. Who in your life helps you to get your life? The Bible says about uh, Joseph, who, when he was brought into uh, the presence of Pharaoh, the king, Pharaoh the king, and he he allowed, and and, and he that is uh, Pharaoh allowed Joseph to speak into his life about the future, and and Pharaoh says to the people around him in Genesis chapter forty-one, verse thirty-seven to thirty-eight, he says, "Who in the kingdom? Who can I find?" within my sphere of influence, who has the Spirit of God on them? Who's adding value to your life? There are some people who are drained to your life. You may need to let them go. Turn your name and say, he's talking about you right now. Okay. And then, not, I didn't say he's talking about you. I said he's talking to you. Some people you need to let go. Amen. Let it go. Uh, so who's your staff? Let's continue this part two. Who's your staff? As I said, uh, this word staff represents five people, types of people that God wants to put in your life. He wants to put a supporter. He wants to put a teacher. He wants to put an administrator. He wants to put somebody who will help you to organize and get your life. I love this this other administrator that God put in Moses' life. Moses, a great leader, leading uh, somewhere between a million to a million and a half of people out of the land of Egypt, and his father-in-law Jethro. My goodness, everybody needs a Jethro. Jethro's name—it is a Hebrew name, and it means excellence. Who God puts people in your life who will help you to excel my goodness. God will put people in your life who will help you to excel. And Jethro comes into uh, uh, Moses. He's his father-in-law. He's observing how Moses is doing his ministry, how Moses is fulfilling his mission, how Moses is doing his job, how Moses is is fulfilling his purpose. And he says to Moses, Moses, uh, you know, you have, you have, hundreds and thousands of people waiting to counsel you only, what you're doing is not a good thing. Here's the question I want to ask you, do you have people in your life who look at your life and said, what you're doing is not good? Mm. Do you have people in your life that says, what you're eating is not good? Oh, mm. oh some be mad at me already. <sighs> Isn't it amazing how how we have a meal in front of us that has a gazillion calories. Now they even have the sign up, Shobaha, that says, how many calories? and, And there's not one ounce of nutrition. I have news for you. Carrot cake is not a vegetable. And yet, we have the nerve, the, the audacity to, to see a, a plate that has 5,000 calories, not an, ounce of, not an ounce of vitamin, and we say, Lord, bless this t- food to our bodies. You know how Jesus sent the demons into the pigs? not Jesus. The, the, yeah, he sent the p- demons into the pigs. I, I, he, he ought to send, when we pray, send the demons into our food and say, and when we say, bless this food, the food says, are you kidding me? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Who helps you get your life? Who says the hard thing to you? Who if you pass me that rod, sir, 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 cute, cute Okay. So the thy rod and thy staff, this is a staff. It 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 comforts me. The word comfort comes from two Latin words, C O M, which means with, and fortis, from which we get our English word fort or fortitude, and it means strength. So your staff comes with strength. And so uh when the shepherd uh, uh, administers the sheep, what he does is he takes this part of the staff and, and as the sheep is walking, he, he clears the brush to make sure there are no snakes, no vipers, nothing that's poisonous and destroy you. Jesus says in the book of Luke, behold, I give you power and authority to what? Tread upon serpents. In other words, are there people who, who can go in front of you, kind of clear the way and say, ah, where you're heading is not a good place. Ah, summertime, let me go there. Ah, who, who, who you liking right now, he's not a good place. Mm, but my biological clock is ticking. A whole lot of things are going to be ticking if you marry the wrong person. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Let me keep going. So, so this person brings what? Clarity. Do you have people in your life that bring clarity? Do you have people in your life who you can bounce things off of? Do you have people in your life that you, that you can say, Am I crazy? And they can say, Yes. <laughs> and you won't get out balling your feelings and not speak to them for a year. You need some friends. No, no. Okay, I've been doing all the talking to you. Your name say, Neighbor, you need some, need some friends who will be daring. Who will be daring. Dare, oh, daring, 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 daring. What do you mean? They, they dare to tell you what you don't want to hear. Come on. They love you so much that they're even willing to risk the friendship. They love you so much because they know that you're going to get up all in your feelings and you're going to say some things that, that you probably wish you didn't say, but they love you so much that they say, I know you imagine. it's cool, no problem, and they keep moving on. So if you're a dentist, you cannot be, <laughs> you cannot be, you cannot be a good friend. If you're all sensitive and, oh, you know, he hurt my feelings, you know, if you're gonna be a good friend, you're gonna get your feelings hurt. How do I know that? Because I'm a husband. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, how does this dress look? If I love my wife, I'll say, "Mm, that decade has passed. Let me just stop right there. Some of you, if you are a good friend, you would let that person leave the house. Male or female? Some dudes be wearing stuff like, yo, brother, that decade is past. Oh, it was quiet in here. I know you wanted a nicer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down hallelujah no no I'm trying to help you and some of you're gonna be held accountable for the sin of omission there's some things that you should have said but you you afraid that you would lose that person as a friend and you're going to be held accountable because you saw them walking in the ditch you saw the ditch there you you, you were feeling all of a sudden, you went, Whoa, there's a ditch. And you, and you saw them and you looked at their face and you said, ah, I'm not going to say anything. And then they walk off the ditch. And then you have, you, have, you, have you have some of those friends that after you walk off a ditch, they're like, Well, I, I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen and you, and you let me walk? What kind of friend are you? Come on, come on, come on. Oh, it's quiet in here. Whole lot of conviction. I went to church in the summertime, went to getting ready to have a barbecue in the beach and all of a sudden the bishop just spoiled things. Now I'm convicted. Now there's, mm, now there's some people I got to call and talk to after service. Mm. How many right now? Let's pause right here. Ooh, I'm preaching. I'm, I, I am. Boy, you're preaching. Yes, I am. How many right now? Let's be honest. Right now, there's some people you know. At least one person you know you need to talk to about something they don't want to hear. Put your hand up right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm serious, I'm serious, I'm serious, I am serious. Because it's hard. This is hard. But you have to do it. Put your hand up, put your hand up. I want to, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for courage. I pray for boldness. Father, I pray for the spirit of Nathan who had to confront David about his sin with Bathsheba, I pray that you give them that kind of courage that they say, you know what? It is better to fear God than man. And Lord, I pray that the results will bring the fruit that you want to to bring forth and that that person will be able to say, yes, I really found out because of your friendship that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. The F is for faithful. And uh, because some of y'all got mad at me, uh, you didn't get mad at me, but you kind of were a little upset because I didn't tell you all the Fs. So let me give you uh, all of the letters. S is for someone to support you, T, someone for teach you, A, someone to administer or administrate you. F is someone who is faithful, and the other F is someone who will follow you. Those are the five people you need in your life if you're going to be successful. There's whole lot I gotta, uh, There's so much in these two last two Fs that I'm just going to do one right now. And that is faithful, faithful, faithful. In other words, you need people in your life who are full of faith in you. Do you have people in your life who believe in you? Do you have people in your life who can rely on you or who you can rely on? Are you with me so far? Do you have people in your life on who you can rely on? Do you have people in your life on who you can rely on? So for example, uh, what do you mean? Do you have people in your life who, who believe in you to the point, come here, Denver, Denver um, because I'm always, I, I, I'm always poking him. So do you have people who turn around, turn around, and, and and try to come back? Do you have people in your life who say, No, 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 no. Turn, turn back around. Turn back around. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. Do you have people in your life who will not let you quit? Come here, Denver. Do you have people who you can rely on? Rely on, rely on. Okay, I just want no, no, don't look back. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay right, stay right where you are. Stay right where you are. Stay right where you are. Okay, I just need you to fall back on, because that's rely. Re, re. <laughs> the word re means back. So replay means play it back. Rely means lie back. Okay. So, do you have a friend who you can rely on? Yeah, you know, fall back. What, what say, see. No, this is good. <laughs> now that could that took a lot of trust. Sometimes You fall, if you notice, and some of you noticed, that's why you screamed, okay? (laughs) I did not expect him (laughs) to fall when he did. People don't always fall on your schedule. You have people who you can rely on, that when life hits me, when I don't expect it, I know that I at least have somebody who has my back. If you don't have that kind of person in your life, you're not going to make it through life successfully. You may crawl through life, but you won't make it successfully. Are you with me so far? Mm. The Bible talks about um, we read. We read one a lot of these wonderful books in um, the New Testament. The New Testament is made up of uh, um, twenty-nine books, correct? What? Everybody, no one, no one saying anything. <laughs> Just few, 20, 27, 27 books, 27 books. And half of those books are written by, or I should say, Barnabas is responsible for the writing of half of the books in the New Testament. Barnabas is responsible, half of the books, in the new testament he's responsible because when nobody believed in the apostle paul because they thought there's no way this guy could become a christian he he's out to get us it's a trick i love the scripture found in acts chapter 9 verse 26 it says but Barnabas." The word but means contrary. In other words, do you have a but Barnabas in your life? The name Barnabas means, uh, in fact, when he's first introduced in Acts chapter 4, verse 36, he's called the son of encouragement. Mm. Do you have somebody who will fight for you? Do you have somebody who will encourage you? The word encourage, e. E-N means in, and and core means heart. Do you have somebody who will replenish your heart when you're drained? The Bible says, well, I think it's the Bible. We sing this song, when my heart, yeah, it is a Bible script. When my heart is overwhelmed, do you have somebody who can put courage back in you? Barnabas was that kind of guy. The The name Barnabas also means son of rest or son of comfort. Everybody needs a Barnabas in their lives. But you know what? Barnabas was also responsible for one of the Gospels, and that is Mark. If there is no Barnabas, there will be no John Mark. Because the Apostle Paul called John Mark a loser. And thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says, I believe it's in Acts 15 or 16, that when Barnabas wanted to give Mark another chance. The Bible says that the argument between Paul and Barnabas was so heated, are you with me, that, Bonibus, that they split, that they split. My point is, is that Barnabas fought to help Mark. And in the final analysis, when Paul was in his, one of his low states, he said to Timothy, I believe, he says, bring John Mark because he's no longer a loser, he's a winner. Well, it wasn't because of Paul, it was because of Barnabas. There are some people that you need in your life that simply just say, I believe in you. And I'm not going to let you turn back. I'm not going to let you give up on a call, a dream, the destiny that God has for you. A life with no Barnabas is a restless life. So let me close with this, because I love stories. I want you to show you this picture. Many of you know these two individuals. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Taro, Tara Edelschak is the woman on the right, and Kia Martin is the woman on the left. And And some of you, actually don't even know, may not know, because you haven't been here long enough, so you may not know how they, they came to our church. But I want to talk about Kia. She gave me permission to share this story. Kia was a student at Harvard University. Uh, her and her husband, Damar, moved up here from North Carolina, and Damon was in school, and, and Kia was in school, and Kia, was struggling, this is about 17 years ago, she was struggling in, in, in statistics because her degree is in education. She was struggling in statistics, but she was also struggling with, with debilitating. Are you hearing me? Debilitating depression. You wouldn't know that now, but I'm talking about debilitating, crippling, paralyzing depression. And God, by His grace, sends Tara into Kia's life. How? Because when Kia was struggling with stats, Tara was a fellow at Harvard. And so Kia was looking for a tutor, and it just so happened that she connects with Kia where Kia connects with Tara. And so Tara is helping Kia with her statistics and all and, and Kia's begins to find in Tara a gift, to which she she, she says, Tara is my angel. Because when I was you talking about not sinking deep in sin, sinking deep in depression. Tara, a Jewish white woman says to kia a pentecostal southern black woman tara i i want to invite you to my pentecostal church and from that moment on it is amazing and some of you who have fanned into flames you heard kia's story it is amazing what the grace of god can do and here's a beautiful thing when i when i text them and said hey can i share the story of how you met and and how Tara was a blessing to you. Uh, Tara texted me back and she said, yeah, I was a blessing to Kia, but you have no idea how much she has reciprocated more and more far beyond what I could even imagine. And my point is, is that the person who you're a staff to, God will reward you to the point that you'll say, God, I cannot believe that this person who I thought was who I thought was gonna be a blessing too, they ended up being an amazing blessing to me. So who are you gonna fight for? Who are you gonna to go to the mat for? Who are the people that you're saying, I believe in you? Yeah, we're, we're always consumers. Oh God, send me, send me someone who believes in me. But who do you believe in? Who, who can you say like Jesus said to Peter? Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He wants to destroy you, but I prayed for you. And after Peter messed up, Jesus didn't say, you know, I'm going to excuse you Peter. He didn't say, you know what, you messed up. Remember that whole prophecy about upon this rock I'll build my church, and they get now. Yeah, you're done. I'm choosing John now. No more Saint Peter. No, no. Isn't it interesting? And then we'll close with this. That. Mm, oh my goodness. Oh, you don't go to church. But give me five, anyways. Okay, very good. What I like about the Lord is that he will send a prophetic word over your life and he factors into it, you're messing up. <laughs> Somebody ought to praise him. In other words, he, he doesn't say, you know what? You messed it up, I changed my mind. No, he already factored in, you're gonna mess up and he still <laughs> is faithful to his promise. I think you ought to praise him a little bit more than that. He is faithful. Any one of you will believe the lie that the devil said, I messed up too much. I got pregnant out of wedlock. My marriage broke up and, and, and God can't use me. It's a lie. God factored it in. He didn't cause it, but he factored in your mistakes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praising him for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for factoring my mistakes in and sending people in my life who will fight for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.